Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi, it's November. It's month three of our glory study, His Glory in a Cloud. And before we talk about specific passages that show God's glory as it relates to or as it is in a cloud, we introduced six verses that talk about God's glory in a general sense being over all the earth or above the heavens. And those verses are Numbers 14 verse 21. Let's talk about it just for a minute. In Numbers 14 verse 21, we see the rebellion against God, the big rebellion against the good news that Caleb and Joshua brought back as the spies went into the land of Canaan, you'll remember, and the murmuring of the people, the complaining of the people, and the lack of belief that God's people had. And at that point, when God was describing the punishment that he was going to put on the children of Israel, that he was going to inflict, he said that his glory is going to be shown above all the earth. Let's look really quickly. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 14, verse 21, and we're going to look at 22 as well. Numbers 14, verses 21 and 22, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory, there it is again, and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me near these ten, now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked or despised me see it. And then he goes ahead and describes his servant Caleb. And later on, Joshua, who will get to see that land. And as we're looking at that passage, though, we see the glory twice. As truly as I live, all the earth will be filled with my glory. Because those of you who saw my glory and the miracles that I did didn't believe. You were, you saw everything that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and you just keep on testing me. You keep on showing me your unbelief, as it were, says God. So here he says, even though you didn't recognize my glory in the good times, you're going to see it now in the punishment. So here in the first time, the glory that God's promising there is not going to be shown in a way that they're going to enjoy, but rather a way that they're going to have to endure because of the hardness of their hearts. And then in Psalm 72, verse 19, we have the glory being described in a prayer of David's for Solomon. And here in Psalm 72, verse 19, I'm going to turn there real quickly and read that. Psalm chapter 72 and verse 19. And it reads, And blessed is his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. This is right in the middle, well, toward the end of a prayer that David is making. We know that it is a prayer by David because not only did the translators provide that, but they got that from the actual words of the Holy Spirit in the following verse, the prayers of David the son of Jesse, are ended, it says in the following verse. In this context, though, he's praying for his son Solomon. And 
it turns really into a prayer, not just for Solomon's reign, but for Solomon's posterity and praising God for the fact that through Solomon, the whole earth is really going to be blessed. Verse 17, his name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. And it's true that Solomon gathered great fame during his reign, but this is a reference to, you know, Matthew chapter one, we clearly see that th it was through Solomon that the Christ, the Messiah, the salvation of the world came through David and Solomon. So here, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things, verse 18, and blessed be his glorious name forever and let the whole earth be filled with his glory so there the glory has reference not just to solomon but to the salvation that was going to come to the world through solomon so first off in the numbers passage we have glory as it relates to god is going to show the whole world that he meant what he said when he ordered those Israelites to go into the land of Egypt and their rebellion will be rewarded and in that all men will see his glory and then in the psalm verse he's talking about a good situation that's going to come and through that best situation the salvation of man that's going to come through the messiah his glory will be seen are you getting this his glory is going to be seen in punishment and his glory is going to be be seen in salvation now in isaiah 6 3 when it says that his glory covers the whole earth it's talking about isaiah's vision of god on the throne it says in the temple and the seraphim you remember are flying and we hear holy 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 well this is in a majestic sense a sense of showing the power and might and the glorious majesty of our god then in both habakkuk 2:14 and habakkuk 3:3 we're talking about habakkuk pronouncing for the Holy Spirit, for God, the punishment that is going to come upon the Babylonians. You remember, Judah was taken captive by the Babylonians, the smaller of the two kingdoms of Israel, Judah. The northern kingdom was taken captive because of their sin by the Babylonians or the Chaldeans. And they were refined in the fire and were able to return, of course, to Jerusalem and rebuild it. And you remember then, of course, the Messiah comes to Jerusalem. So here, when he's describing the glory of the Lord, he's talking about the punishment that's going to come to Habakkuk and the ultimate triumph that God is going to show to his people Judah so when we think about um, and really it is mostly about the woe of the Chaldeans the people who had punished God's people and they were more wicked even than of course the people of Judah so he's talking about in numbers a time of punishment in Psalm 72 He's, when he says the whole earth will be filled with his glory, he's talking about the Messiah coming through Solomon. In Isaiah, he's talking about the great majesty of God as he sits on his throne. 
And in Habakkuk, both of those passages, he's talking about terrible things that are going to come upon the Chaldeans or the Babylonians because of their lack of their cruelty, really. The first one in Habakkuk 2.14 has to do with the cruelty of the Chaldeans toward especially toward the people of Judah. And then in Habakkuk 3.3, it's a trembling at the majesty of God. What I wanted us to take from this is that glory is not always about a beautiful rainbow. Glory is not always about looking at something and saying, oh, that's beautiful. So God is a glorious God. Sometimes his glory is shown by his very strict adherence to his character, his nature, in the hatred of sin and of wickedness and the punishment thereof. Sometimes his glory is surely not pleasant for people who are engaging in activities that go against his will. So from this, I wanted you to see the reason why I wanted to study glory. It's because I kept running across passages like this, some of which would be showing extreme beauty or majesty, and it would say the earth was filled with his glory, and some of which would be showing very harsh punishment and a future that was difficult to even imagine, and it, it would say the earth is going to be filled with his glory. So as I was studying those, I just began to think, I really want to know more about his glory. I want to know if I can, what his glory looks like, how it makes people feel, and what causes a display of God's glory. Now, as we've already noted, God's glory is a display of his attributes. And so wouldn't it make sense that if we're displaying all the attributes of God and some of those attributes are justice or judgment when sin occurs, when we commit sin, that some of that glory would not be beautiful pleasantries and admiration for God by mankind. Sometimes it will be simply the endurance of the display of those attributes that is not very pleasant for us to see. It's not very pleasant for us to see the wrath of God when that wrath is coming down because we have sinned. So as we're studying, I just want us to see that we're embarking on a better understanding of what God's glory looks like. And we're understanding, first of all, just from these first six passages in our November study, that God's glory is not all about just looking at splendor and majesty and saying, wow, he is amazing. Sometimes it's looking at wrath and punishment and saying, oh, wow, he is amazing. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.